Boom. Food Junkie Radio episode number 32. <laughs> exactly. The actual thing. So right up on it. Let's just get into it. Okay. Pasta classes. How were they? Pasta classes. Polo is offering pasta classes, folks, if you're in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, limited uh, seating, but get at him at adamos.com or his personal email at? at events at adamoskitchen.com. Boom, we got a real email now. Hey. I don't even have to use my personal one anymore. Grown up. Grown up. Yeah. All right. So how was that? And then go into your spiel, what you were just talking about. Yeah. So the, the pasta classes went great. I had done a test run and kind of got a lot of kinks out of the way because I like to be a little overprepared. Uh, which was super nice. They went super smooth, went way faster than I thought. How long was the class? I think I had scheduled it to be like 11 to 3 for lunch and 5 to 8 for dinner, something like that. And we definitely could have started at 12 and still been done at 2 for lunch. Mm -hmm. And we could have started at 4 and been done at 7 for dinner. So I think that's how I'm going to change it a little bit. And... I had like one other person with me and that person basically just pr- did the prep projects that we were going to do on Tuesday. So I'm saving the labor, adding a day of service basically to serve. Nice. What's, what's the max I think I can do? Six. It, both classes are full for the day. Tw- I do like 20 people. Oh, 20 people total. And again. I do the same amount of sales as I would do for a weekday. Nice. With nice. two people. So that's pretty dope. So what'd you notice with like kind of the interaction and, uh, you know, a premonition of possibly things to come in, in what you felt with those classes? Uh, I saw people who both classes were people who had tried making pasta at home before, which I thought, you know, was semi intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, both classes had reasonable amount of knowledge about how to like operate in a, in a cooking environment. And I was mm. like, you know, you gotta wash your hands. These are like professional equipment. Like there's no safeties on them. Like yeah. if your hair gets stuck in it, just turn it off. Don't yeah. do your best stuff. to not panic. You yes. know, yeah. like just, just keep your mind. Heavy slow. machinery. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they were super respectful. They didn't try to like, they were super respectful of the machinery of the workspace. They kept washing their hands super frequently. I was like, oh my God, dude, I thought that's like what half my time was going to be spent on. Uh, and then they had really like intelligent questions like, Hey, why did you spray the pasta with water right there? Is it because that? And I was like, actually, yeah, that's okay. the exact reason. Or, Hey, why did you do that? We, we saw the last time you folded it that way. This time you're not what, what's that? And I was oh. like, wow, dude, they're like very, uh, very engaged, Good. uh, much more than I thought people would be, which it just made it way more fun for me. Good. And a lot of questions of like, so what happens? Like when we tried it, this was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like able to kind of walk them through and they had a proficient enough knowledge of the stuff they had at home. And like, maybe it was this. And I was like, could be. And I was mm. super impressed by both classes, the amount of knowledge that they brought to the table, which uh, made it much more engaging on both sides. Cause then I'm not just like, yeah, flour and water make dough. Yeah. No, I'm like, we're using this flour for this reason, mm. you know? So that's more fun to get a little bit more advanced knowledge rather than just the baseline. Nice. Okay. So these people definitely had a little bit of uh, familiarity with mm-hmm. some kind of cooking. Yeah. Mm, okay. So now with not just basic cooking, I would say, I mean, to me, sure. Making pasta is basic, but yeah. doing that at home, that's a, a, that's totally a commitment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't typically have the same space. Trying to separate ourselves from the common folk, not to be, you know, lack of a better word, but that is kind of the truth. But less I forget, we, because we know how to cook, it's kind of like, oh, and everybody kind of does. Well, yeah, something. it's just like, yeah, right. you do steps A through C yes. and you're done. 
Yeah. But not everybody even partakes yeah. in it. Some people don't even know there is no. steps A through exactly. C. They're yes. just like, I don't know. Yes. I just buy it. That's what I was thinking you were going to walk into is just kind of a... That's for sure what I've I thought I was I've never cooked into. in my life. Like, yeah. oh shit, okay. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing exactly. at all. No, okay. I had... I got the flour and they're like, are you going to make the well? I'm like, yes, I am. Nice. And they're like, Did, should we use it? And I was like, no, you can just use that. And they're like, wow. Okay. So that it was super fun. Uh, it was a little tiring, you know, adding that sixth day out of my schedule, but yeah. worth it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hey, work never sleeps. Yeah. But it's a good way, though. It's not actual work work. It's just a different kind of dynamic, there, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, much slower. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like no like tickets no raining pressure. on top yeah. of you. Yeah. Everything was pre planned. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had a second person who was doing prep for the week, which was like super relieving because now like tomorrow, instead of starting brand hella early, I can show up like at a decent time. Nice. And uh, then they were also able to make, the classes come with like some food too. Nice. So while I'm finishing up the class, they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna start making the food for them. And it's like super enjoyable for the guests to yeah. be like, oh, right as soon as we're done, boom, food. food. So yeah, that part was really cool, especially for the first time for it all to work out more or less seamlessly nice yeah nice very positive now building on that looking at what we were talking about off camera getting into it is uh supply chain Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and kind of where things are at as of today we are in uh 2021 towards the end of summer uh footsteps of fall in the background coming up Mm -hmm. um but there is kind of this narrative going around whether it's actually on news or whether it's in the industry you'll see talks of supply chain. So from your vantage point as the, you know, a person in the restaurant currently, what is it that you're seeing or what is it that you're hearing both from purveyors or kind of, you know, what, what's the, what's what, what you're hearing? Right. Cause it's kind of one of those things where it's just information's kind of going around. People may it's not talk really about on it. the news yet though. You're starting no. to see like little whispers of yes. maybe an issue yeah. here. May, yeah. Or we had a little hiccup, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know those are the kind of uh, ways I structure my sentence when there is a problem, but I'm, I feel like we can manage it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, when you go to a table and they're like, hey, can you? And you're like, oh, it's almost ready. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like when your supply chain tells you like, oh, we're just having, a, we just had a little hiccup the other day. It's fine. Like, yes. okay. Yes. So there is a problem. You just don't want to tell me. Of it course. Yet because you feel like it's going to work itself out, but it's clearly big enough that you had to tell me something. Yeah. There's you know, something going you on. You couldn't 100% cover it up. So exactly. Definitely. You have to like watch out for stuff like that, you know, because I have to deliver the same product to my customers all the time. And mm-hmm. you know, if my tomato guy all of a sudden just doesn't have them, yeah. you know, then I'm kind of screwed. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I've built all my recipes off like that product, which is another reason doing stuff from scratch is great. But you know, uh, even from scratch, there's still like some things I'm getting in semi. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even say semi prepared, right? Canned tomatoes. Yeah. Is that a prepared product? I mean, I get, you could eat it out the can. You can eat it out the can, but you know, um, whatever. That's besides the point. But yeah, like uh, my to go boxes that I like. Yeah. The company still that not available. I, I, I have been to the store to get them three or four separate times and seen zero at the store. I've switched to starting buying them through Amazon, Oof. Okay. Uh, which is tough, but you know, I have to have something, Gotta have something. you know? So that's mm-hmm. like, but it always sucks going on like your ultra backup plan. Cause then like, what if that falls, falls through? through, you don't have anything which else. The way things are seem like they're trending to some degree. Yeah. So you never really want to 
it's like you don't want to run on the donut of your car no for that's more than you have to and the minute you're on it you're like man i'm yeah. on week two yeah, like what happens <laughs> if that donut pops i'm just and i you're don't fucked. have triple yeah. a you know i'm just screwed so i'm kind of on my donut and okay i'd like to get back off of it but you know i don't really have a choice it's not up to you no I, what are the what are unless the i'm gonna open a box factory or, or this factory or that factory and that fa- you know do everything that, but that's not reality what a purveyor is uh, telling you or what have you been hearing? Uh, I haven't heard anything straight from the purveyor. Okay. I just noticed like when prices start going up, uh, like I think we were, we said before, you know, price of same went up a little bit. You know, the cost of stuff goes up from time to time, whatever. Uh, you know, things happen. People are trying to cover their wages and their bills that they got to pay. I'm down. Yeah. But, you know, I noticed that went up. And I've noticed the price of some ve- ve- different vegetables going up. And I don't know if that's just because the drought and water's a little bit harder to get to. So maybe they're not getting as much. But, like, that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, if there is, like, a for real drought, which, I mean, there is. But How it is seems it to be much worse this year mm-hmm. from the other things I've heard from uh, one of the farmers has some knows somebody who works for, like, the Water Resource Board. And they're like, yeah, that person had to go and tell a bunch of people up and down um, whatever county they were in that, like, hey, you're on rations as a farm. And the farm told them, like, if you put me on rations, I'm done. Yeah. I can't. Hmm. And the person for the board was like, I 100% understand that, but we don't have a choice. Hmm. So. Interesting. That's, you know, it's something that, like, the general public (laughs) isn't going to know. Like, you're still going to take your shower, right? You're still going to, you know, and. The amount of water you're using in relation to a farm is way different. Way different. Yeah. But the farm needs that much water to, to operate. And, you know, if we run out of, you. if yeah. we start running out of farms, you start running out of options. Mm-hmm. Prices are going to go up because, you know, it's going to be like three, four farms left that grow whatever they grow. And, yeah. you know, so that stuff's probably, I think that stuff's on the horizon really soon unless it starts pouring rain when which you doesn't seem that way when did you start noticing the supply chain from from the restaurant viewpoint when you started noticing either price hikes or uh wonky availability with things that you're more or less used to seeing okay and you could date it far back as however long i don't know yeah, when it, well, you started noticing it if you could retrospectively look at that well i'm kind of a you know eco science nerd so okay. i've i've been known that we're in a drought um and i've heard the complaints but and like availability kind of goes up and down all the time sometimes like a bug gets into a crop yes and, and destroys it at that one farm that you like theirs and i'm just like dude that sucks and whatever like i i like your stuff the most and you know the other farms i've had it from it's it's okay but i'd rather just take it off the menu and when you get it back just we'll come it back, back to it you know yeah. that's no big deal i kind of gloss over those ones yeah that's it's a common more of like hey i didn't grow any this year because i don't have enough people you know that's mm. like a drought of labor yeah or hey uh i only grew like one or two rows of that because it requires a ton of water and, and we're that's the kind of stuff that no one said to me directly but reading between the lines i'm like yeah you didn't grow that much putting because two, two together it's too it's too expensive for you mm-hmm. to grow and you know you can only sell it so much so you get a bigger dividend off growing especially like tomatoes tomatoes are what they go up like a dollar heirloom tomatoes go up like a dollar every year per pound <sighs> that was about the same I've price as like, like steaks. six seven dollars a pound <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's a you know? that's a that's a ribeye yeah, on that's sale. At like the farmer's market i think i'm still down at like four and a half five dollars a pound okay. which is still a lot still a lot still a lot. a lot of points um and i just seen like some of the the produce come in uh minusculely smaller Mm. Definitely more intense in flavor. Okay, Harvesting but like very maybe. much like grapes, where they underwater them on purpose. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I don't know if the underwatering was on purpose or, you know, there's all kinds of different species out there, but I've definitely noticed some of the produce a little bit tinier, mm-hmm. uh, tasting Just great, as good. Yeah. still great, but you know, uh, smaller yield on I their part, obviously little things like that, yeah. especially by the pound, they're definitely losing something yeah, there. Like the yeah. counts mm-hmm. per pound mm-hmm. go up like by one or two. Yeah. And, and I just see it. Mm. Uh, so stuff like that, um, is what I've been saying. Can you go through the drought, at least to your knowledge? Oh, you're not you're not a guy that is you know the, on that side of it, but at least yeah. from your point of view, um, explain the drought at least because this is more a California situation that's kind of well, been if it's off a California and on. thing. That's a America problem because well, we, for sure we provide yeah, I know, so I know. much. But that's why I just know. focusing on right. it being the the that talking point has been just around the water for a couple level years in California. Yes. Yeah, that was the yeah. Sorry, I forgot the second part of that. Um, yeah, the drought in California, I think, has been going on for like five years now. Okay. I've been hearing about this drought. And, yeah. every, and then every year I hear the same thing from people in winter. Oh, it rained, the drought's over. I'm like, that's not really how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a week or two of rain mm-hmm. every winter does not fix yeah. 50 weeks of dryness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a better way to look at it. Or, oh, it's really coming down. And it's like, yeah, it's coming down for like three days. Yeah. You know, in summer. Yeah, it's not going to solve 30 weeks of 90 plus outside dry, dry heat. I mean, uh, there's definitely multiple reasons for why the fires happen every year. Mm -hmm. But I think we talked about last week, like when I was a kid, I don't remember fire season. No. No. And, you know, uh, but I think that's one of the offshoot of the drought situation. One of the main contributors to that is definitely stuff. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of dry underbrush, which, you know, maybe clearing some of that is a great thing that we should do or I, you know, I don't i don't have enough information to speak with any kind of clarity on that but i do know when stuff heats up it dries out mm-hmm. and it's been hella hot yes consistently consistently hotter by the week every year it's been going up mm-hmm. that's what i notice mm-hmm. just on like a lay person you know like i like we were saying right when we started you know yeah it's august it's early september it should still be hot but it's it's like fucking hot we become used to it it's not mm-hmm. 85 no. hot 100 it's touching 90, 100 yeah 95 hot yeah. which five degrees is kind of like whatever no but it's, it's really not whatever no. you know big things happen a little bit at a time mm-hmm. uh but yeah i do remember hearing about the drought like the first time i heard anyone of like education or like a specialist coming on the news to talk about the drought i think I, that was like four or five years it was ago. a while back yeah because you would hear it from the farmers you hear yeah. about it there was a big fight with the farmers the first couple right. years people were but like, you we're not in a drought it. we're not in a drought i can still mm-hmm. water my lawn it's like yeah you can still water your lawn but like for how long mm-hmm. you know uh so that's what i noticed about it was controversial because i remember people were like how the, is that golf like yeah you know, how, how, how come golf, the golf courses are all yeah. and it's like well you know they have money. It's just you don't have money. <laughs> it blows my mind because everyone is o- always says you should get in front of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. You should get in front of it, and then people try to get in front of it, and it, you're not one of the problem solvers, and you're like, "What are you talking about? There's no problem." It's like there's no problem yet. They're trying to get in front of it, mm-hmm. but now it's like people are denying them that chance, mm-hmm. and then like in three years from now, when we get water rationing at home, people are like, "Well, why didn't we start earlier?" Because I remember that that was like two, three years ago, and they were like, "Uh, take yeah, showers like a week. limited." It was like, "Could yeah. you please?" Yeah, 
But uh, I don't know. Was not that run a your test? stuff at night? Because I remember you? that's where the golf course like kind of slander started coming out. It was like, yo, I just drove by this in these golf courses. And they're watering. But it. all these, you know, other grasses with no, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. But there, there's still people that just up kept their stuff. So it's like, it seems like that was a preemptive kind of okay. We're gonna do this mandate. Are you guys going to do it? And then whoever bid on it, bid on it. And whoever mm. didn't, didn't. And then it's kind of like as maybe you go through daily life. Maybe it was a test run to be like, maybe next year, maybe they saw in the future like, hey, in like four years, yeah. we're going to probably have to do this. If we stand, why don't this year we try and like see what suggest the, to see people what the temperature and is. see. T- yeah, take the temperature. And Look. maybe four years from now, we have to like crack down. What's the solution? How do we get here? What, what are you hearing on your end? What's the solution? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know. Rain for, dancing? What rain are you doing? For like months in a row. I've been um, hearing something about uh, some weird shit where, and I don't know how true this is clearly because I watch dumb TV sometimes, or at least back then I was, and they were like, we're f- we're a lot of the water up here we give to L.A., and then they were talking about building a pipeline from like Alaska or some weird nonsense or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I look, I don't understand water, but in the microcosm of the daily life thing, it's like I've never you know been at home or been in the kitchen where it's like, oh shit, the water is not available, ever, never, regardless I've of never what they're been saying. In a situation like that. So and it's not like I have like water meter people. I don't know who those people are, what company that is, but they're not going around checking your meters. They said I think to some degree they might have been doing something like that back in the days. They were finding people if you were over, but mm. it's like the same thing now. I never it's saw like, it firsthand. Yeah, I never saw it firsthand. It's I just heard something it that like they third third hand. Thank you. Yeah. See, oh, I knew a guy and I knew. So it's yeah, kind of like a guy something. Who knew a guy. Thank you. It's something like who what's said. happening now. In that way where it's like, oh, it's it's more the overall scare of, yeah. like, hey. So I don't it know. It's never as real drive. as it's starting to get where See? it seems like I do feel like if if the weather stays like this, mm. I can not just like think think that it could happen i'm like i can see it like next summer but how about like this some thing? guy coming around be like hey you guys used like a thousand gallons of water could you scale the try back? and scale that back to like 800 but what about this though las vegas arizona yeah. hot dry hot and dry they have water for days yeah. how is that possible is it Are because people, less people, are, people? Well, maybe it's uh, less farms less maybe consumption less farms it, it's probably a combination of multiple things. I don't know what the dominant thing is, you know? But you would think we learn about this. Well, it's water. It's the most important it's thing, the most important as you thing, always right? say. But we I, don't know shit about how water I'm works. I'm saying telling people to drink water. You know, I'm out here drinking my gallons per day. But even right now, if you were to take a sip of my water bottle, it's hot as hell. And I'm just like, well, I can't just run, you know, because I'm a nerd. I can't just, like, run my water until it gets cold. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'll drink this warm water. I'll be uh, fine. Ah, see. But, but there is somebody out there going right. with water as if nothing's happening and i think oh, that's a majority sure. of people so sure. that's the mind fuck at least for me where i'm looking at it it from the drought so there is no uh, what's it called there is no solution in sight but that when you say that is possibly you know one of the contributors to the pricing of you know food kind of fluctuating i totally see that i think that might have been the cause mm-hmm. at least for the last couple of years as well but along with other things so yeah it's I always mean, a combination of problems that's it's never part, one yes. thing okay so that yeah. one's the unsolvable Well, the problem one. is we're always trying to treat symptoms and not the problem. Ah. Now, meaning, what meaning is the what? problem of the drought? Yes. I don't know. What are the I symptoms that we're maybe, treating? Maybe we don't even know as a collective human race. We don't even know what the problem is. And maybe it's be above our understanding or we're looking at what we think is the problem, but that's actually a symptom of something else. Uh, what is the symptoms really you think know. that people are focusing on that sh- they shouldn't be focusing on? Uh, I think the symptoms are the rising temperatures. Mm, mm. I think 
the problem is what's causing the rising temperature. And we have no idea what that is. And we're constantly trying to lower temperature, but it's like, dude, the sun is like gigantic. Yes. You are not going to beat the sun. Yes. Okay. You are not. You're not. It's there. You know, you can treat a symptom of a disease, but it doesn't make the disease go away. It just makes you comfortable and you take it's it crazy. on slower. It's crazy. We are drought, but yeah, we live right next to the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah, but we can't drink that water. But that's strange how we don't have something that can turn that into fresh water. Aren't there those... I heard someone the other day talking about the desalinization plant. They have them on Navy boats. The last time I looked into that minimally was probably two years ago. And I do remember being like, can we do it? Yeah. Is -hmm. it cost effective? No, not at all. But uh, is hard it to not say. cost of effective Look for what we're the losing human right now. race to survive? Thank you. So we live uh, supposedly they say this is eighty percent of water on the fucking earth, right? And let's not talk about world. Let's just talk about California. California next to the Pacific Coast. There's a shit ton of water there. Desalinization. I don't give a fuck if that shit costs. Whatever the war costs, let's put that into that. Man, just to see what happens. Well, just one year. What, that's why I'm year. at too, right? One year. Like, why it's are we year. so busy? <laughs> doing all this stuff overseas and like we got all these problems right here that's what i'm saying how are we always trying to fix all these other problems dude we can't even keep ourselves functioning uh, i heard that that's what uh, i don't know if this is rumored or true i haven't been on the goddamn ship but i heard there's a ship that it has a desalinizer and it uses water for fuel through that same system that's lit but that's a long time ago this was like in the 50s or 60s i think right. that boat's still around so i'm thinking in my head i'm like that's interesting how that's in existence but yeah, yeah. But not popular. You know, like hydro cars. I know Toyota, I think, has a hydro idea. Um, but it's not far-fetched, even though I know water is an important resource. So that's why going back to the drought situation and the food situation, kind of rounding it back, it is strange how none of us are well-versed in how and one acquires water and the flow in the systems. Right. Because we could think back to just, you know, 100 years ago where you were talking about your, you know, thing about, you know, the massage and the water mm-hmm. thing. But just going back to that, just like, People knew how to fetch water from a well and knew we how to do all that. Out. That's what I'm saying. So how did we lose all that knowledge in this many years? So what makes me go this route then is like, okay, if all the science is kind of like this and we had this figured out at some point and now all of a sudden we kind of don't, it's either lack of resource for there's too many people, mm-hmm. but clearly some people are comfortable mm-hmm. or it's just someone's making money. And they just want to keep the status quo. And both of those things lead me to eventually someone's on top and we're below. Mm. And they're hoarding that resource to make sure they have it for them. Which for me, I would like to think that if I ever got to the food chain, I would be, you know, benevolent and just share everything equally. I don't really know. No, you're never going to know how you react till you actually are in that seat. But I would hope that the people on top can see it's for the benefit of everyone to get better, mm-hmm. not just them. Because yeah. if everyone gets better, you also get better. Yeah. You're included in everyone. True. You may not get better as fast or as quickly, but you know, if everyone gets better, everyone gets better. Everyone wins. But you got to be that just so much better. Un- but you're looking at it from an unselfish standpoint. That's the yeah. weirdest part. Cause well, that's why I say in. if I ever got there, who knows? Maybe my mindset would change. <laughs> I would, I would love to, to know that it would not, yes. but deep down as a human being, you're hoping that I can make that choice. Well, we're when we're and animals, that, you know, yes. your instinct is to survive. And if but you that's see the hardest threat, part, you are always going to dodge a threat. That's the craziest part on that note. It's like, have we been conditioned to believe life is like that? Because to your instincts, right? Your instinctual says, well, I mean, we're really nice people. People are mm-hmm. fucking nice. They're lovely people. So mm-hmm. why is it 
that's how I feel, and I, I, I hope that people are like that. But something in my mind tells me, no, nah, man, this is the true nature. See, that's where it fucks with me because deep down I know that when people come together, great things happen. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything in the world is to separate us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what sucks. I'm like, okay, how the fuck do we avoid that? Or I how think, do we get out of that? I think thinking? people, as you, as you move around, I think people are kind and everything as your needs are met. Mm. If your needs are not met, you are not kind. Mm. right mm. and i think when you gain more power and more knowledge and therefore more knowledge of what's going on you know it's like you see oh my need is not met. it's like the same thing when we talk about when you get rich there's always someone more rich than you oh, right yeah. you so enter your, the game your needs mm. change like uh lebron james needs and my needs are not the same true biologically they are the same but yes. mentally his needs and my needs are different. So who controls the mental aspect? Yeah, I don't. I, I definitely See, don't. That's know. why I that's think that's what when, you're always getting at. But that's why I think but when I we know. talk about some of the issues, I try to steer away from the narratives because when predictions come out and forecast of stuff, to me it almost seeds a, a, a thought in people, and if it continues to derive, it's almost speaking it into existence in a lot of ways. Whether it doesn't actually play out in reality, because the reality truthfully is now. And mm-hmm. what's around you and outside. That is the reality. Yeah. But when it's in the mind and we're thinking and, you know, prospecting. No, the reality think, in your mind is not real. It's not. It's so different. that's what fucks up because yeah. the more you think about it, you maybe either attract that or you mm-hmm. see it. I mean, that's just more of a philosophy or no, an but idea. It's true. But, I mean, that's just kind of how I see it, but I don't know how fucking you, real that is. Have you even just you thought to yourself like, oh, you know what I need right now? Yeah. I need like some pho. Yes. I need, yeah. I need a hot dog. I'm like. Granted, if you took the one second, you'd be like, I don't need that. Okay, yeah. I want it. But the but desire. That's what you said. Yes. Yeah. What you said is, I need it. And yeah. so maybe just for that millisecond, you were like, yeah. no, to survive, I need a fucking hot dog. That's and I'm going to push everyone in Costco out of my way to get exactly. my hot dog. Exactly. That's the fat it's boy true. mentality is that because happens. there's a desire. But if you try to re engineer the mind, I mean, I'm trying to take out all the old. Uh, commercials of cereal and McDonald's commercial. I'm trying to take that all out of my brain and in my DNA, it's so ingrained. It's, it's like in there. it's that's what I'm saying. So trying to discipline myself. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And Just it wasn't like by sugar, my choice. As you have sugar, you mm-hmm. need more. It wasn't my choice because the, yeah. you get addicted to that yeah. serotonin and that shit that in my system. Yeah, exactly. That's it's what's crazy. weird. It's like why was I co-opted into this without my doing? Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things. It's always suggested and it's just accepted. It's, it's, it's just compliance. Someone has figured out the monkey brain equation early on and, for know, sure. and knows how to like manipulate yeah. it. See, now the hopeful part is, and this is where I always have to shed light because maybe there is nefarious, you know, energy at work. Sure. I'll admit that. But in the same token, if there's that, there has to be someone that's really looking like how the people that you're thinking, yes. man, there's nice people out there really trying to do something. And I believe that's probably more often than not the situation is just trying to computate that as the everyday person because the information that's thrown to us you see it play out in real time meaning like the real shit is when you do get your vegetables yes that is a three dollar hike i don't know how to explain this nor do you what and that's where it becomes reality and trying to look into that um but aside from the drought thing so expanding on that i was also reading some you know narratives about you know uh with the situation going on low labor Meaning mm-hmm. no people packing trucks, no people building trucks, no mm-hmm. people driving trucks, um, boat freight, um, a couple of different things. I, I, I kind of skimmed through a couple of talking points from this article. I forgot what it was, but uh, 
uh, they were kind of talking about something to that line where people aren't taking jobs. Therefore, there's a shortage with workers, people doing this. So it's kind of like this whole holdup thing based on essentially what's been happening of the last year and a half. Um, and like I said, I don't know how much of that computates in, but I could see that because from that side of the industry where I'm at in terms of the wholesale with protein is fish, we have been seeing a lot of weird price hikes, uh, things out of availability. But I, at the same time, I haven't personally learned of an actual thing. It seems, yeah, you know, compounded. Reason. Yeah. So, but I could imagine that because i've never seen it like this at least from my side of the industry where man that's strange like that just hiked up double or that's been gone for about a couple of weeks and now it's back but it's at a different price point mm -hmm. um but a lot of the items we're getting obviously is coming from international waters so that might be a whole nother conundrum where here depending on where you're sourcing from you're seeing it from just local farm here to yeah. here and maybe that's a little more poignant with the drought situation so i'm definitely trying to keep it a little more hyper seasonal and that's kind of branching into what you were talking about where we were making that connection with the people that went to go you know uh, do the pasta class and you and how your ordering is are we shifting to a point where it's going to be you know that word hyper seasonality or hyper uh you know availability essentially because right now you might be in the situation which seems strange to say but you might be having to go to the market or the store and just kind of building a menu that day and it seems crazy but you're thinking also this is what you picture old france old italy yeah. where they go old down with a basket with the I chef know, coat it's like we're going in this, <laughs> this circle yeah yeah the the phrase i've had bouncing in my head all week is like uh was it hard times create strong people mm. strong people create easy times mm. easy times create weak people mm. then weak yep. people create hard times hard times yeah. create strong people right yeah that cycle you know and i i don't know how much of that is true but it does seem to be it's cliche super logical I mean, right? if like, we talk about cycles in time. If, if mm -hmm. life is hard, you have to be hella strong. Mm -hmm. And then you get so strong that you make life easy, easy. for your next generation. Like and that's, become weak that's your goal, right? Yes. Is to always make everything better for your offspring. The next thing, yeah. But then like your offspring doesn't have to work as hard yep. or whatever. They become and, weaker. And then they're kind of weak and they make everything you know, unintentional, a little bit harder for their offspring. And then mm -hmm. their offspring has to work hard again. To you get know? back up, yeah. It's crazy. Um, the cycle. I think that cycle presents itself in in very different facets all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe not like whatever was hard that time. It's something completely different is hard, yes. but it's still a hard environment. It's a very interesting saying but because you could quantify yeah. that to really anything. But it seems to prove itself true yeah. over and over again. But does it prove itself because we attach whatever we see into those little paradigms? Mm -hmm. Or are we... You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, the I cliches like are we always... Just, like, we see it, so we, we, we try to make it true. acclimated to it, yep. Yeah. We find the right line to work that in our narrative. Because in reality, again, is yeah. today. And I, I suffer from that. Because I'm all about the mind, and it's to my detriment. Because I'm so far deep sometimes that it hinders me and cripples me to do anything sometimes. Because I'm always you know, tinkering and trying to, you know, stay in and out of the mind at the same time. But yeah. along those lines, like I said, um, with the narrative of, you know, price hikes and, and supply chains is, is fascinating because for my time in food, um, I haven't seen it to this degree. I don't think ever. Uh, I think one incident maybe years ago of in the, the late 2000s. Food. I think I remember pine nuts jumping to like 40, oh, yeah. but that was because a whole pine nut field burned. <laughs> 
So, but that besides that, there's a global event. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I know that now with the world in 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 the way that we're available with you know global items, it's become a little more apparent uh, now that supply chains are changing. And I don't know if it's really that or if it's more of a the first time everybody's seeing it. Maybe we're just the first time everybody is moving in lockstep. Yeah, along. I think it's the first time that the information has been so readily available. Mm And at the same time that the information has been available, the propaganda has been just just as as available, just as prevalent. So it's like at the same time that you're receiving, instead of like receiving information and then hearing propaganda about it and having like even a second of separation. Mm -mm. Now it's been figured out how to like deliver the information in step with the propaganda so that the information you got, you're already convinced of that viewpoint yes which is is a super hard thing to like take a step back Mm -hmm. try and decide what is factual information Mm -hmm. and what is someone convincing you of something you know uh i had a statistics teacher who was like never believe a statistic oh hell no never yeah because they can say literally anything it's whatever narrative and that first day class he brought in like five different newspaper clippings that i'm sure he uses the same ones every semester of course but he's like look at this these all five tell you a different story Mm -hmm. this is the same statistic shown Mm -hmm. five different ways yep convincing you both sides are right yep so he's like never statistics Mm -hmm. bullshit bullshit don't don't believe it don't believe it because it fits a narrative based on whoever is deciding yeah because they're presenting it as whatever oh there's 10 per you know uh let's just take the labor shortage thing i like because that one's current yes you know if someone was to come up to you of like the total number of people uh not working let's say a hundred thousand a hundred thousand people aren't working they're you know they're out of work. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people, just from that sentence, have already decided that they're lazy, and some people have already decided there's not enough jobs. Yes, which is crazy. Yes. right there out the gate. Just I didn't that one say headline. Either one. Nope. No context involved. Just yeah, the headline. I just said a hundred thousand people are out of work. Yep. Now, a different way you could say it is, one percent of people are out of work. Boom. All uh, of a sudden, that's uh, those people are lazy. Yeah, and those people are are they can't find a job yeah like what yeah but those sentences are completely different people two different takes yeah like someone listening to this decided one thing and someone completely decided the exact opposite mm-hmm. i just said a random fact mm-hmm. and presented it two different ways yes and probably got like 20 different viewpoints of 20 different people Boom. so that's like you have to take a step back and and look for yourself a little bit Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because you wish you could just like read a news article and get facts, but mm-hmm. that's not the truth. That's not the real reality. No. Truth has been broken. And yeah. I don't know if it's by it's design. It's been manipulated. Yeah, because there. there's it's too hairy now with too many sources. Because what do you trust? And that's what I go back to try to, you know, talk about instinctual or just kind of the reality around because, you know, trying to empty out premonitions and predications, kind of that situation. Just kind of what is happening and just take it at face value and just kind of adjust as it comes because we're not really in control of any of these things. As much as I want to talk about supply chain and I see the price and speculation is always interesting, but it seems like it's more of a, a reason for me to you know tell people that or that's kind of the conversation. People accept it and then that's why the price is high. I don't know if it's true because I'm ratting off some stuff, just you know saying stuff and yeah. that person's like, okay, you know this is what well, it it's is. It's nice to have something to say. You like would like to. ask me yes. when 
hey, last time we came, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. the price of that went up. So, I, yeah, you know, I and I can't cover it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. See, and that, that and I can die. I'm I'm okay with that truth and the and the idea of so whatever the day's price is, and I'm just gonna go with that, and I'll try my yeah. best to you know calm people's nerves, but. What can you do? I mean, food can never be a fixed cause. I wouldn't think so. You know what I'm saying? It's well, insane it's, to think. It depends on so many variables. Yeah, the, the most variables so you, of anything. So you're going to try and tell me something that depends on variables A through Zeta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All those variables would have to be exactly the same from day to day. That's, day there's, to there's day. There's no way. No. Because those on vari- yep. each one of those variables, that, there's just no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's weird how that gets scrutinized a lot in terms of pricing heights. That's like, um, I like doing this because we're always like peeling back the curtain so people can see. It's like, it's not that it just costs me more to make. Mm -mm. And so I'm charging more. Or it's not, I just want to make more money. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because some guy in Cyprus, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, one of his workers got sick. Boom. Or was lazy and had Whole to squad him. down. Yeah. So now it's just him and his one other guy farming these bronzini. Yep. And he had to pay the guy overtime. Yep. And he had to work extra. And now the owner's sick. And he has a hospital bill. Yep. So he's like, fuck, dude. I got to sell these bronzini for like 20 extra dollars mm-hmm. to cover my Expenses, dinner for labor, my kid. Yep. You know? Put some food on the table. The demand and then, is and high. I, I can to buy it, it from you. You're like, yeah, you know, we had to buy that higher price to get yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, well. That yeah. means I gotta buy a higher yeah. price. You know, I can't waste. I I don't. There's not enough hours in the day for me to go solve everyone's problems. Nope. You, you know? just gotta take it as is. That's why I try and like yeah. you know have my little mantras that I do and mm-hmm. be mindful of what I can. And uh, what's in my control is in my control, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to let go of what's not in your control. How do people usually receive like uh, things of that nature, whether it's a price hike or unavailability? Um, what have you noticed as for just kind of, yeah, as we always say, mm-hmm. I'm in this super weird, unique situation yes. where my clientele is always down. Ah, they are almost never upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while we get someone who is upset and you know, it sucks, but what I know, do? I know for me in my reality, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. So it doesn't really get me off, yeah. off my balance anymore. Not like when I was younger and I'd get all pissed off at them. But that doesn't solve anything, so I'm not going to get upset. But, you know, for the most part, I'm lucky. My customer base is super appreciative that, like, I have something to say, not mm-hmm. just, oh, it costs more. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, I kind of heard that something happened, and they had to sell it for more to the distributor, and I have to buy it through, from the distributor for the health department to cover me to so that if one of you guys gets sick, uh, I can just blame the health department, and I don't get sued. And yeah. You know, it's always nice to have a third. The health department gets blamed for everything. But that's why it's always <laughs> no. trying to happen. But that's why they're the brunt of it because that's their. They I mean, do have it, a real function. Unfortunately, as much that as is I talk their shit situation. About them, yeah, they're great. Yeah, you know, at um, baseline, they have a job to fulfill because yeah. somewhere along the way, something happened, and there's a business that fucked up, and therefore they have and, to take on this responsibility. The government had to be like, "All right, well, you guys clearly can't do it on your own, so yeah. I guess we have to step in and protect." Yeah. Now is that's up for debate. If we could yeah. revisit that every year, I think that'd be a little more better. Yeah. But I don't know statistically how you prove that. No, that's exactly. not efficient. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of this is just where we're forward. at. Yeah, that's why this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, looking at those things like supply chain and stuff, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't really know. And I don't know if it's, it's political. I don't know if it's by happenstance. But at the end of the day, it's like, 
you just kind of have to deal with whatever's there. I mean, unearthing how the supply chain works for food, I already think is already a massive undertaking itself because mm -hmm. you have to think of how many restaurants that aren't of big box nature that are more mom and pop shop, how are they sourcing and where are those items coming yeah. from? Because I know like Restaurant Depot is a big proponent now for a lot of restaurants because uh, a lot of restaurants don't use Cisco, especially mom and pop shops, just mm -hmm. because minimums are probably yeah, really high. So Restaurant Depot, places like that, Smart and Final, offer some midway service they where... They Cisco. They order from Cisco, so to get, I can yes. get, just mm -hmm. come by from them. Like a broken hilarious. case. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of where it's at. So that's most restaurants operate on, on some level, of that, especially if you're not eclipsing 100 seats. You're kind of in that world yeah. where you're privately picking up with your small van or a car, mm -hmm. orders for the day. Those items now, are, are you a Restaurant Depot guy or...? Uh, I use cash and carry same okay so you cash same and carry concept, so when you're in cash and carry have you noticed anything in their areas where they're low empty shelves because there's a narrative going out there that with empty shelves now i don't know how true that is i haven't i'm not one that frequents shopping like that um but i that's a narrative i've heard have you personally seen that at cash and carry i've seen it in two things at cash and carry okay. one is the to-go boxes okay. which you already talked about okay and the other is um, I just go buy my soda bag inbox, soda bibs yeah, yeah. from there. And for like three or four months, I could not get root beer. Hmm. And I, I would ask them, and I think part of it was semi-uninformed workforce that, yeah. that was kind of new and didn't realize that they had the power to order direct. Because uh. I would hear, oh, we're not in, we don't decide that. The rep just comes in and places Puts the whatever. order for us. Yeah. And then I heard, oh, no, we can get that. for. I can call the rep and have them order it. And then I heard, like, a different answer. And eventually, after talking to just enough people, all of a sudden it was there. And I was able to finally get my root beer. But it was, like, months. Huh. And it, it got so bad to the point that, like, every time I was there, if I saw one of the soda bag in boxes that I carry and I knew I was even below halfway, I was like, I better just get it now. Mm -hmm. Because consistently they don't have the ones I have. Mm. So I better just get it early so that when I run out and then they don't have Coke or whatever or uh, see, that Coke thinking quantifies. Pig. That thinking quantifies because there's it's other like, restaurateurs thinking the same way. Well, yeah. Like I, like, it becomes a position of scarcity. Now. I sell a product, mm -hmm. and I can't sell a product that I don't have. Yeah. So, so why do I even have the dispenser if I never have the actual right. soda itself? Uh, right. So strange it's uh, it's semi-relatable to the toilet paper thing like i need mine right yeah. um and at the end of the day we come to that point like oh when it comes down to it I there is this mine. weird adjustment everybody does and yeah. it's like survival the fittest type situation but in terms of that besides those two items is there like full shelves empty bare like it just got cleaned out no i i okay. haven't seen anything like as far as like produce or meats and stuff i haven't seen okay no nothing like apocalyptic or anything like that uh, yeah, see and that just drives uh, to the point of what i would be seeing when i'm scrolling trying to figure out yeah. you know like the temperature of what's being you know set out there and they'll have a picture with empty shelves and the headline will read well, that's, you know. the, that's the exactly probably yes. at the same time yeah food sales are low yes right that's the title and mm -hmm. they take a picture of a blank shelf boom for all you know that's a blank shelf of the toy section at target when they just opened or, like yeah. who knows you know you don't yeah. know you don't you don't know you don't. so you have to like but they got us so far down to the but point. But that's why basic math mm -hmm. is super important. Mm. Like going back to the 100,000 people out of work or okay. like the COVID. I remember the COVID numbers. People were throwing around percentages and numbers yeah. and stuff like that. All types of stats. And I remember um, calling uh, a, uh, a friend of mine who's a nurse. 
and try and like, hey, like how many exact? I and she's like, oh, I wouldn't even know how to add that because some bait. And she's like, why don't you check this website and see if you can find it? And like, I went to so many different websites. They don't have the reporting. I, there, no one showed showed a total number of beds. That no. number was like hidden. No, I, they still. I, don't I have finally them. submitted a request to like the Department of Health, and no you know, obviously never got an answer back. No way. But I'm like, so that just tells me. Whatever percentage you're coming up with, you're coming up with arbitrary. on arbitrary information. Mm-hmm. So one, I can't trust it. Of course. Two, so that means I have to try something else to figure out, you know, how bad it is. And that was calling this same friend and being like, "How?" And she was like, "No, it's fucking bad. Like, okay. Every bed is is full. Okay. Like, do not pl- do not test it. Okay. You know, because and like, it wasn't like just don't test the COVID. It was like, don't do anything risky because if you break your leg. You're not coming here. You're you're going miles away if you're lucky. You know, do not get sick with something else. Mm. There's no space. That was that was what she was saying was the biggest problem. Was like, not only is COVID bad, but it was like, don't get in an accident because you're probably gonna get subpar service because we're full. Mm. Our resources are extended. And I remember that being like, oh, it's not just like an amount of COVID problem. It's a resource. Like they're out of resources or it's the idea or that's what she was being told. That's what I'm saying. Or it's the idea that let's just say for, you know, make believe purposes. Let's just say this sickness is similar to a sickness before. Let's just say the flu, right? Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. Flu patients weren't being treated in the ER. Right. Okay. So now imagine putting all those patients in the ER. Mm -hmm. See, so that's what makes it strange because now it's mandated. Plus, there's an incentive. I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, hospitals kind of, to get they, that money. To get money. Need that yeah, motherfucking yeah. numbers. I've, I've so, heard this, too. You know, because I've heard sure the conflicting reports, too. truth to it. Of course. I yeah. mean, that's a big institution. You to read in between the lines. Yeah. Where, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. You know, and uh, granted, anyone can just, like, make a fake puff of smoke wherever you go. Mm-hmm. But when you see five different puffs of smoke that look exactly the same coming from the same area... It's more likely to believe that there's some kind of truth there. Could right? be. Could be. Then if you just see one off, and even if you see one off, there could be something happening. That's there. what I think. Because one offs, to me, when I hear about you know full rooms and shit like that, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I mean, this could be a small ass hospital in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. So of course, yes, that's true. But in you know the actual context of everything. Uh, very small, and then that's already a convoluted situation in the idea of who's in the ER now. Yeah, it could be bad yeah, for ER somebody. It could be yeah. bad with someone who has the, pre-existing the conditions ER that at, yeah. at the hospital it can serve ten people. Exactly. Well. Yeah. So it's really not that bad. No, that's like uh, that whole thing that was like, "Don't go to Tahoe. Don't go to Tahoe. Yeah. We're full. We're full. We're full." That makes it sound horrible, right? Yeah. But then you find out, well, they're full because their hospital is this big. Yeah. It's tiny. Seriously. You know, which is still a problem. It's a problem, it's but a it's problem. not in the way that and it's let's presented. Not make it hor- let's not make it worse for that mm-hmm. area, but let's take a step back and be like, that area is going through a problem. Let's just not – let me not make their problem worse. Yeah. But just because they have a problem doesn't mean we so, have a problem here. So as we continue to rummage through some of the information and as we talk about supply lines and chains and shit like that, labor costs, it's like – how is there no definitive answer? So I agree. I understand that there isn't one, but at the same time, is there a conversation being had and not saying people that are above us? Because I think we need to shed that thinking and just kind of talk amongst each other and just try to really figure out if this is really true and saying that things aren't available, 
you know, more than enough. And let's just kind of computate it to, you know, food industry. I'm pretty sure if a bunch of fucking owners and chefs got together, they're like, all right, let's figure this out. Train wise, right, where are the farms out here? Who's doing what? All right, let's try to shift how we even do things. Because I think what we were talking about in other episodes with, let's just say, restaurants that are trying their hand at all vegetarian mm-hmm. menus and shit like that. I mean, that's the kind of at least what I would see as innovation in times of stress when things are kind of trending one way you really don't go and continue on knowing that these things are going to continue to stack on you you kind of you know make a left turn you do a yui you're like ah whatever path just of least resistance yeah path of least resistance because you're you just take what's given to you and that's why as you see it it doesn't make sense to keep on forcing your way through to try to get back to whatever it is that you uh was like uh, for instance i was talking to a friend of mine today uh, a baker and he was uh talking about this new place that opened and he started you know doing the bread program there a little bit and he was just talking about how opening during the time it's like yeah you know but they're you know doing a you know a barbecue meat fair but then you know the other half of the business is a a vegetarian or vegan person and Mm kind of seeing these hybrids i mean this is ultimately part of the conversation now along with that you know other episodes we talked about with uh you know uh uh, protein that's homemade in scientists mm-hmm. and that's pushing along quite swimmingly they're talking about you know the faux meats type of situation as being a big industry now that's a narrative but clearly that is part of our lexicon it's not mm. not there you know yeah. before no, 10 years happening. ago yeah 10 years ago that was oh yeah you might see somebody make it but now it's like nope this is coming to industry like a one-off Mm-hmm. experiment somewhere yeah proof of concept now it's like well the concept got proven mm-hmm. and now we need it yeah especially right now if we're looking at you know everybody talks about meat and chicken in terms of price increases i mean that has always been fluctuating and you could always account for that as you know monopoly on the business you could count as that as you know a uh, big big industry just kind of you know monopolizing it sure or supply lane all the stuff we talked about and then the alternative now has become, you know, vegetables obviously being, you know, one of those bigger ones. But controversial with that is always the highly end processed things. So where we're at, at least in terms of how this story plays out, the impasse is we are shifting away from whatever that was maybe. And then whoever we are as the next, you know, consumers, as we always talk about, are probably more receptive to that. Like, mm-hmm. are people going to be okay with possibly, you know, creating, you know, their own protein at home with mm-hmm. this kit where you just... Yeah. Maybe you, it'll be a new kitchen gadget that's in everyone's home. Thank you. It'll like the, the, the meat grower and you yep. harvest it once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the Instapot, uh, you know, uh, toaster oven? Uh, Maybe it'll be the new sourdough starter. Sourdough starter? Yes, Here, that's share, hot right share now. share some of my meat starter with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I and, mean, oh, to take care of it, you just harvest it once a week and look at, here's this Pinterest thing of yeah. Recipes to do with your excess meat starter. A starter might be the hot Christmas gift this year. If not this year, maybe next year. I mean, projections are saying they're saying like things aren't looking too hot going into you know winter. It's bad. The narrative could be there. I think what you preemptively spoke on is like extra bad. Yeah. Yes, it's not extra bad. That's why you said trying to get ahead of it. But then the things that are restricting people to try to get ahead of it is kind of you know whatever that whatever that battle is. Mm -hmm. But clearly we're more subjugated to just wait and see. That's why whatever this take what's given to us approach, I think is the most honest approach at this point. Um, And I think amongst people should be talking of some version of what's happening. I would assume restaurants can't just be taking, you know, what's happening and just kind of, Oh, I don't know. This is what's happening. Just figure it out. Yeah. I mean, we do just figure it out. Yes. True. But But to move the scale along, I think the conversations you're having this problem. I appreciate that. Yes. Either I can still buy from you mm-hmm. or you're too expensive for me to buy from you anymore, mm-hmm. which 
is okay. It, 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 that's just A or B. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is no like magic C option where, oh, I just magically fell into this money and I'm just going to keep buying from it. No. Yeah. It's you're too expensive to buy from or I can. And if I can still buy from you, great. And I probably raise my price a little bit. Uh, or if you've gone way too expensive, then I don't buy from you and I buy from something else. And, you know, I hope my client base is, is still cool with it. Mm-hmm. Capitalism, what you're talking about. Capitalism, well, yeah. You know, capitalism, uh, it is what it is. You know, yeah. people have to vote with their dollar on what they want. That's true. You have to show, you have to show where you spend your money what you want. The strange part is right now there's a lot of people with a surplus of money. Tax returns are still sitting heavy. And yeah. Yeah, so but it's still there. People are scared to spend it. They're holding on to everything. Ah, see, so now when does the glass ceiling break? Because at the restaurant end of it, you know, I was hearing, I think recently, um, local restaurant, I believe Mulvaney's might have been the place. I think they're taking, a, you know, somewhat of a week sabbatical uh, right before fall season. Oh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of restaurants doing that. Yeah, yeah because yeah. over overworked, I guess, in, in, in the idea yeah. of all these people who have been, been tough, working. Yeah, for a lot you know of restaurants, they've had trouble getting people. I haven't really had that problem, but mm. I have a different strategy for how I go about things. Yes. I'm, I'm down to hire people who know absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I Yours do, is a little more manageable, at least in the, well, in the so way tiny. that you do it. I'm yes. right there. I'm yeah. on top of everybody. Mm-hmm. So I can make my product taste exactly how I want, mm-hmm. even with people with like no skill. Yeah. And I'm willing, and it brings me enjoyment to train people and get them up uh, to an extent that I'm I'm down enough to do it. Yes. You know, uh, it's not going to work for like, uh, Mulvane is a super nice guy and I'm sure he's down to train people. That's a lot of volume coming in in strategy Mm -hmm. or what he needs financially versus what he wants to do. Probably aren't perfectly in line at the moment because he's just bigger than I am. Yeah. I I think, you know, I don't want to speak too much for him, but of course I could see easily how at a different operation, where they would love to hire someone with no training and training. It's just, they don't have the time. Yeah. They don't have the financial. They don't have mm. maybe enough trained individuals to even, to even continue they on and try to, to do it. Yeah. Trained individuals to just keep up, which is you know? very few to have, at least in the way that yeah. it seems to play out. There's a hard time trying to find skilled labor, skilled at least labor. at this point. Um, skilled but then labor yeah. is definitely on a shortage. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Luckily for me, my strategy dodges that completely. Yes, yeah. Um, or you just implemented a program that, you know, enables you just more. Just by to, the luck of the draw. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. would I love to have someone who's highly trained? Yeah. But Everybody. I also don't want to pay them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it seems like that that's kind of the situation, too. Uh, I was talking to someone in the industry uh, two days ago and uh, just took on a new kitchen and kind of dealings with that, with uh, negotiations really being part of, you know, labor hires nowadays where, the worker does have some leverage coming in. Um, and I don't they, think this has ever been seen before. They go around the corner. Yes. It's definitely not like when I was trying to get in. And mm-hmm. I was like staging somewhere. You're for working free. for free and for they, like six they months. Were, they were super cool. Yes. And it was just like on Christmas break. And I was just staging for free. And I didn't even mention anything about getting a job because I was just hoping I could prove myself enough for them to be like, to spot you. hey, would you want to work here like yes. after you're done? Yeah. You know? And that was a great experience. But I remember in culinary school when I started trying to get a job anywhere, and I could not. I was a nanny for, mm-hmm. like, the first year I was in culinary school because that was the only work I could find. Yeah. You know, There was, like, an abundance of it. I mean, you were running into cooks that were 20 years, you know, yeah. uh, in the yeah, industry. There were, yeah, there was so much supply mm-hmm. and not enough restaurants. And yeah. now the natural progression of that was, whoa, there's a supply. Well, let's fill it or let's use it up. And mm-hmm. now there's so many restaurants and now there's no cooks. Mm-hmm. 
so it's it's funny now i just laugh at it though like of course i'm on the wrong side of this both times but <laughs> whatever you know because now i'm in charge and i'm trying to hire cooks and there's none of it but like whatever dude i'm not gonna get upset yeah. over what is the reality you have to take what's given to you guess what mm. i know what i want and yeah. this is just this is just another problem that's going to come up yeah there's going to be all kinds of problems that are uh, well there's problems that come up every day yes. for everybody. Every like day. Like the other day, I went into the restaurant, had to like pee real quick, wash my hands. The sink fell apart. Boom. I'm like, well, they didn't teach me this in culinary school. Nope. I guess I'm just going to spend the first 30 minutes under the sink putting it back together, you know? Yeah. And you just have to be able to like take it on the chin and just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Okay. Take fine. it as it comes. It's fine. Yeah, it you is know? okay at the like end of the you day. You can't be just thrown off balance so easily because yeah. that's how you fall into whatever propaganda is around you. Mm-hmm. Or fall into like for just the cooking thing when people are like, "Oh, it's so hard, it's so impossible." I'm like, "No, it's not." At the end of the day, you're coming it's, here to cook and you get paid. Every <laughs> other, every job is the same. Yes. You work for money. Yeah. And when you start looking at things more universally like that, it can be a little daunting and a little. It makes you seem semi insignificant. It's a little defeating. It's yeah. a little defeating for sure. But yeah. if you can allow it to not let it defeat you, yeah. and see it as that is a fact it's so much easier to progress true if you understand why you're there yeah things just cool down yeah the particles don't understand it's a chicken particle so i'm gonna cool down faster no No, that's not how it works yes exactly you're there allowing the process from raw to cook to mouth you are the the final stop before outside interference yeah that's That's it it. that's why whatever mind games you know chefs play with and this goes for all the young you know aspiring uh, industry people out there it's like uh it's a good time i think to to enter uh i think Mm -hmm. that go in there with a clean slate and like you said like it's it's a job and you do the job to get paid now what you do with the skills you learn luckily and we've always talked about this in nauseam on the pod it's there's a shit ton of skills you could learn from this yeah, in a lot of ways, the practical skill. That's what I'm saying. The practical skill is cooking, but everything else, like leadership, you know, communication, organization, cleanliness, all, all the great things that come with this specific industry, are built right in. And a lot of it just comes with the mindset that you know you achieve all these workers in, and how you prime them up and get ready. That's why you know when you when you kind of laid out your your plan for you know hiring in, in some of your programs, I was like, that's very commendable because you don't really see that. Um, or at least I can't, I can't speak on that, but mm-hmm. rarely you would hear something like that, at least from the past where, oh, no, we're bringing on like three you know, young cats, no experience. It's like, what? They, they suck in a dish pit for at least like two years. Yeah, <laughs> I throw them right on the line. Yeah. Here's 300 pounds of potatoes. I just need these peeled yeah. and tornadoed, yeah. and then I'll see you in like three hours. I, mm-hmm. I guess that works for you. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, my role running my restaurant is not to judge your restaurant. Truth. I'm going to take whatever I think is good and, that and do it yours. Yep. I'm not here to judge you. Mm. Maybe if my job changes to restaurant critic one yeah. day, which I'll never do that. Until you I'm, do. Well, I'm just too nice. I'd be like, it was great. It was good. But see, there's <laughs> not enough of those critics out there. <laughs> there is, but, um, yeah, I mean, you just, I just see it as like as the day I figured out, I was like, dude, cooking and working in a restaurant is, is a job. Yeah. That I happen to enjoy. So I'm down to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason I should get treated less than an office worker or less than oh, a by retail no means. worker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's just a job. That's just a job. Yeah. This is a job. That's yep. who these new hires coming in. They're like, this is a job. Yep. So I'm not going to treat them like dog shit. Because mm. one, I want them working here because yep. I want to 
because I enjoy it. Yes. I enjoy being yeah. here. Reflect what I am. Yeah. You know, and I am you, you are me, we are one. Let's end the night. And like, if yeah. I help them, they help you. What? They're going to help me. Yeah. And then we all get better. It's the human the factor. Gets better. Yeah. See, the hierarchy of restaurants is strange how that was a thing. It was like, I'm dominant over yeah. you. Okay. They know that when they start. Yeah. They know I'm better yeah. than them. Otherwise, why am I in a position hiring anybody? Cultural. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. That was the culture back then. It was, but that's just something that is past now. I'm just over it. Yeah, exactly. Or, because yeah. you are now that. I'm a new generation. Thank you, and that's and so why I'm trying just not to live in that environment. Yeah, we're trying to identify that. I love being nostalgic and reminiscing, and trust me, I love it because I'm a has been. But at saying that, embracing what's happening now, mm-hmm. like with the trans vegan, vegetarian, uh, to go, this is just what it is. I I might not like it, but I don't. That doesn't. I don't care. It's just it's not my thing, but understanding that as a talking point and seeing that as it's beneficial to the generations going forward as harsh as whatever's happening now the only gleaming light is there has to be something great on the side and the way it seems to trend is i think we're everything that's been spoken in theory about man imagine you know doing like clean food and high this and you know high-end people you know people thoughtful and whatever all the things that we've always it seems like that is ultimately you know for better or worse, trending that way, however you want to see it. Yes, it's Go a break from it. the old way, but it seems like that is the movement going forward because it is, you know, you are the generation. You, along with your peer set, you guys are from the old guard, mm-hmm. but clearly, like you said, the the cycle. Sometimes I do feel like we're the we're the weak men, weak people living in the good times. Mm-hmm. I do feel that way. I, I agree. Because I, I look back and I'm like, dude, those guys had it hard. Very hard. And I, and I try really hard to keep that like, dude, we are spoiled, mm-hmm. rotten. That yeah. people, when they come into a restaurant, are stoked. And they're not, oh, uh, something I have to do today. Yeah. People come in and they're like, we want to be mm-hmm. here yeah. and hang out. And that's a cultural and, shift. Yeah. That's so different. Mm-hmm. And, that's so uh, different than trying to, you just got out of the joint. All right, perfect. Yeah. I, I need a dishwasher. Yeah. And I work, with a, <laughs> I work with a crew of people who like. They want to be there. It's yeah. not their only option. Exactly. They want to be there. Like, so oh, you guys don't check background to, checks? Yeah. All right, I'm good. <laughs> I try to like recognize that the good times I have and and not just like focus on the tough parts. Truth. I See? just deal with them as they come. As and they come. The next one. Take what's given. I have one more thing to say about supply chains. Supply I, chain, I go for that it. I wanted to not gloss over because I just saw the article yesterday, the day before. Okay. And it was um, some company just set forth its first non-manned cargo ship. Okay. Which I thought was crazy. What country? I don't remember. I don't remember anything other than that because it was like 4 a.m. Okay. And I was playing video games and in between matches, scrolling my phone. And I think as soon as I saw it, it was like, ding, game found. I was like, oh, boop. Unmanned boat carrying cargo. A boat full of cargo. Yes. No people on board. Uh, that's doable. It should be doable. It should be 100% yeah. doable. But to but actually hear like, it is like... We were, you know, yeah. jokingly talking about Skynet, Skynet. before. Yeah. Um, and how it's like, we like it slow. We do and like it like slow. now we have these, like, robots mm-hmm. that, like, the Tesla bot or, like, the exoskeletons yeah, that you were talking yeah. about, which... Boston Dynamics. How, mu- how much of a leap is it to see a te- an exoskeleton just become its own autonomous thing? As soon as something can do the movements and you just need a little brain in there to tell it what (laughs) movements to do, it doesn't need you, right? Dun, dun, dun. It just, it needs power. We all need energy in, but 
let's say it has solar like let's say we give it its own energy but they, and got, to they manage. can just plug themselves in we don't have a plug-in we have to well, like, get this like shit that, through it's food like that and all it's gonna plug in on its way somewhere see so what what energy is that using so, what technology is I mean, that I, using? Uh, you know just off the top of my head i would imagine some kind of solar or some oh, kind of sure. small reaction nuclear reaction yeah it has to have Electrical? enough energy for the for the trip could be electrical. But how much electrical energy could it realistically store on a boat and have enough cargo to make it financially worthwhile? <sighs> it must have one. some kind of charging ability. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I mean, shit, it might just, just be going old school. Maybe it's just like maybe it's this unmanned. just has enough gas. Maybe it's just a fucking sail, and they're just like, look, man, let's just, just try to well, that's remote still wind it in. energy. Then that's it's true. still autonomous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because what we if it's not fast? The globe yes. with just wind. If it ain't fast, what if Which it's just really nuts. riding the wind and maybe it's just sitting there? But it's unmanned, it's so unmanned. it's not like worried. So it like, oh, we're lost at sea. You're telling me this cargo ship which is running resources around that we need. Mm. Otherwise, they would not be getting run around if Good we point. didn't need them. That's true. Uh, you know, is autonomous. Like, that's really cool. But scary but as fuck. But on the conspiracy theory side, <laughs> super scary. It is. It is. Because at the same time, we're talking about labor shortages. You might have just solved it right there. <laughs> like, oh, we don't need people. Well, maybe labor shortages will take on a whole different term ter- terminology in the future or mm. definition. I could see that. Maybe labor shortage from being talking about as like um, a negative person to workforce ratio with labor shortage would be like there's not enough work for people to do. Ah, that will I, I and could that honestly could be see its that. own problem. Yes, because you know? now you're trying to find people to do something. Well, it's like we well we we still need you to, to, and then people are like, no, we'll just figure out another system, another thing Job. to manage that for us, and we'll just do nothing. But that's well, the you know what happens when you don't observe something. Mm. Shit keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Without your... But if you're not yeah. controlling the experiment, it's running itself. So it has a completely... It could finish, and you don't even know. Yeah. It's on its own its now. Own. It's on its own now. You have no control oh, over it. man. You remember we were talking so, about the AI thing? It's like, that's you know, what happens. And we're the generation that grew up with like, Terminator. They and, showed us it already. It. And, and so, you know, we're always going to be like, oh, we can't let it be on its own. But know? is it inevitable? But I think so. I that's mean, like I told you, I remember the hamburger patty arm that was, uh, yeah, I forgot yeah, that place. Yeah, I've seen that. We're going to uh, start seeing more of that. I mean, think about it. Isn't the storyline correct? Low labor. Nobody wants to get hired. Fuck it. Just turn to robotics. Just turn on a robot. You I know? mean, think about this. How many people, I mean, you've eaten out obviously more than I have. How many times are you everything exclusively on your phone now? Meaning check-in, oh, yeah. menu. That's like one right? of the spots I like a lot is I think their online ordering system is so easy to use. And I just like, just from, I, I go to Safeway all the time. I don't even bring my wallet anymore. See? I just had phone. So Apple now pay. this is your lifeline. Yeah. It's strange. Because it's, it's weird. It's good and bad because we are dependent on it. Yeah. I remember I had a biology teacher um, who was also a Star Trek nerd. Okay. I, I'm a semi-Star Trek nerd. Could I tell you any lines from the show? No. Do I find it fascinating? Absolutely. Because the generation that grew up watching that, they're all the software, mechanical, computer yes. engineers now. So that's like building the our demise. They go, they're, they're envis- what they envision is Star Trek. The propaganda they there. got back then. That was propaganda. Yes. You know? in, in a way. They're building our divide. They're building our demise right but now. But the biology teacher was like, you know, a food replicator really isn't that difficult, is it? And this was after 3D, this is after 3D, 3D printers printing. had come yeah. around. Yeah. I'm like, Imagine you had a 3D printer, but its building blocks to use were 
oxygen, carbon, and nitrogen. Not That's impossible. all food is. Not impossible. It's pretty much those three ingredients. And then they were like, and, you know, give it some. Then it's just like your printer at home. Mm-hmm. You just buy cartridges. You with just that. buy elements yeah. and you refill it. That's the same idea with now, that protein they're happens, making at home. Same idea. Basic, most minerals are oxygen, carbon, nitrogen anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, you just need three elements mm-hmm. to make whatever food. And then you have to invent the printing technology, which we already have 3D printing. To replicate. And I was like, dude, that's really not that far away. And that's what's strange you because know? this isn't a topic, clearly, because this is something that you poke fun at only until it's in your house. Yeah. See, that's like how often me. did we? Uh, how many movies had self-driving cars that we were oh. like, "Oh, dude, that's so far away in the future." All of them. Now Swar- they're here. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, all of them are in there. Yeah, you know, they're uh, here, but they're not years. here. So people are like, "Oh, that's gonna be." How? I, people tell me twenty years from now. Yeah. I'm like, there eh, was maybe. a movie where they had like the. It was like a computer. It turned out to be like the psionic triplets or whatever. Something it could like predict criminal actions oh uh you know it had tom, tom cruise, cruise in it. yeah minority yeah. report minority report self-driving cars pre-crime. pre-crime that's already a okay. thing too for sure preemptive what do you think algorithms are boom they know what They're you're trying, thinking yes clearly they because when you're seeing stuff on your phone yes when someone is an expectant mother it's all data mining on individuals that's why data is the most expensive thing so that kind of stuff is like crazy is it though it's, it, it's crazy to think that, like, as a kid, we were like, that's so far in the future. And somehow we were able to, like, reach that. No. And, like, we are not. We didn't reach anything. Whoever they, showed us that shit, the plan was knew. already in motion. Yeah. Clearly. Because how else do we, how else do we accept this? You introduce this? it and get there immediately? Yeah. Well, we, they introduce it to us, so it's not weird. That's why it's always my Transformer theory. You, I've said this on a million podcasts before, I'm pretty sure. But your car, you walk downstairs. If that turns into Optimus Prime are you tripping yeah but are you like but i'd be like crying? damn that really happened no you'd be like can you speak to the would, radio it wouldn't be unfathomable exactly anymore because it's been shown to you that's yeah. what the, the strength of that mind shit is yeah. in the idea that it's seeded to some degree but i mean look i'm crazy and i don't know shit for disclaimer sake don't listen to the weirdo shit just pay attention to the food stuff well, that's this, all is my I'm fa- this is my favorite part about the episode i tell everybody yeah I'm like when we go like, the what do you guys talk about i'm like okay well we usually start with like tomatoes are in season and somehow <laughs> we end with like the government's out to get you <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's a narrative the part. that's a narrative we've always embraced yeah, i love it though i love but it but you time. the comparisons are they're all more true, evident though. now yeah. they're more evident than ever all right, yeah. what's up? You got some meds for me? You got some, some mushroom facts? Uh, I don't have as much mushroom facts as I do more uh, mushroom fascination. Okay, mushroom um, fascination. There's a new, uh, there, I don't know if he's new, but there was like a mushroom guy on TikTok that I started following. Okay, okay. And like, you know, does like a 10 second video about like this mushroom or that mushroom. And dude, he was like, this guy was nuts. He was touching all these mushrooms with his bare hands, which mm-hmm. I was like, well, hey. you're the you're the professional. Expert. I ain't doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But he would like squeeze a mushroom, and all this liquid would come out. Oh, and I was like, "What the fuck Did is that?" Did he drink it? No, no. Okay, okay. But it was like red, and then he would like touch another one, and it would just like dust would come out, and oh, then shit. like another one, yes. and it's like growing at the side. Of, and then there was one video where he's like, "Yeah, these are turkey tails," and then like right next to it, looking exactly the same, those will kill you. And and I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, just like you know further explode my mind like yeah. there are so ma- oh then then there was a mushroom this one was the craziest one oh, it was like if you can imagine like a bunch of fallen like dried leaves on the floor on the forest floor yeah okay yeah he like lifts this leaf and there's these like p- 
here, like as white as those pieces of paper, little okay. flowers. Okay. Like looks like mushroom flowers, but like little, uh, like tulip looking ones. Okay. Okay. Tiny, you know, couldn't have been more than, I don't know, what is that? Two inches tall. Okay. And he's like, check this out, check this out. He like moves some of the leaves. They have, he was like, 20 feet of these little spindles coming off of them on the floor. Oh, it just shit. looks like dried leaf like yeah. stems. Yeah. Without the But filler. it's all one thing. But it's coming off these little flowers and they're like, yeah, these are looking for another tree to kill. Holy and shit. And I was like, yo, mushrooms are everywhere. They are crazy. He was pulling up like lobster mushrooms the size of his head. He's was probably just, from Seattle. He, uh, I don't remember where he's from, but he did a lot like in Humboldt. Yeah, he was in like Denver. He he kind of goes all over. Holy shit! But I was yeah, that was my exact reaction. Like I'm there surprised. are so many different. Every kinds. time I look up, I usually take a couple hours one day out of the week to look up some mushroom shit, and I always just find the craziest information. It just makes my brain just be like, maybe the giants that we're always talking about, Mushrooms. they just evolved further into mushrooms. Or and they're just, just petrified. Like the you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Petrifying right. and giants and mushrooms and wood is all interesting things because they're yeah. livable things. That mushrooms are, still are alive. crazy. Right, they eat plastic. That's a, if you, that's what if I'm you saying. can't be amazed at the fact that there's a mushroom that eats plastic that then we can then eat, which could solve the biggest problem we have. We're on to something. But we've already become conditioned to But we love still steaks, don't embrace chicken. it. No, we don't. That's, that's what I'm the, saying. That's the disconnect that I'm like, who's running this show? Who's hiding this information yeah. from us? This should be day one of school. This should be. <laughs> we should be foraging what mushrooms we're all every working year. working for. I mean, it makes sense to me. Everybody no, it's knows. Illegal. It's yeah, illegal. It's illegal. Federally, it's Here's illegal. Here's this mushroom that can literally create new pathways in your brain that can mm-hmm. solve hearing world loss, hunger. That can solve. <laughs> we can make clothes. Your death. Stuff. Yep. Take this mushroom. It could probably fix it. This mushroom can fix but it's all illegal. Yeah. Who's running this? Mm. It's galore. financial gain. On a lighter note, uh, let's see here. Mushroom fact. Reindeers love to eat psychedelic mushrooms, may get high off of them, and this could be the origin of the flying reindeer myth, supposedly. Um, that was okay. one of the favorite ones I had, so that's a little lighter note on mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, source to be named later. In a myth, let's see here. Uh, cold, okay. cold water overcooked pasta. Is that what does that even mean? Like you know, when you have pasta to cool it down, cold water. Oh, does that oh. stop the cooking process? Okay. Uh, well, I guess you, you. No, it does not. But uh-huh. you have to define what cooking. Process. Okay, let me let me read this. I okay. didn't read this over through. Okay. okay, nobody wants. This is according to Mashed. Nobody wants overcooked mushy pasta unless you're a literal infant or you have bad taste in food. And when you're cooking pasta, you're under pressure, understandably so, to remove it from its pot of boiling water at the perfect moment. So running pasta under cold water sounds smart, right? Surely it'll cool things down to stop pasta from overcooking, right? False. Turns out rinsing your freshly cooked pasta with cold water does much more harm than good. When you dump cold water over the pasta, it washes away a layer of starch. Um, that starch is important to the overall dish. It allows your sauce to coat the pasta in yes. a lovely, glossy way. The only time you should be rinsing your pasta with cold water is when you're preparing it to throw it together in a pasta salad. 
in that case, you should add some olive oil to prevent cold noodles from sticking together. Right. So, you're correct. Yes. Ah. Because you have to, uh, people associate cooking process with heat. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, to just disprove that right away, mm-hmm. ceviche. Yes. There is no heat. No heat. But it cooks. Yes. Very true. Okay. So, uh, one of my teachers taught us, you know, heat accelerates cooking. Mm-hmm. If you put a dry noodle of pasta, this would be a great experiment, actually, for kids. Put a dry noodle of pasta in water overnight. Mm. It'll drink it all. Mm. It'll drink as much as it can. Mm -hmm. It will not be hard probably by the next morning. Mm -hmm. So just because, and that's just a function of how flour works. Like when you're making pasta dough. Mm -hmm. Actually, this was one of the questions people were asking. Like, why are you squeezing the water and then flour? And then I'm like, heat accelerates things mm-hmm. that's that's what they say heat accelerates things it doesn't mean things don't happen at cold temperatures ah. so once you start looking at stuff that way that's why i think about like particles in cooking not just this is chicken like if you left chicken out mm-hmm. uh, it'll cook let, let's say you left chicken <laughs> out in a vacuum yes uh, where there's no microbes yeah no viral anything and you left it out at uh this room. A hun- a hundred <laughs> at 150 degrees this room yes yeah this room <laughs> it would eventually cook yeah that's called sous vide be safe to eat that's sous vide yep right so all heat does is accelerate, accelerate. things mm. and once you look at it that way you're like oh things can happen at cold temper cooking can happen at cold temperatures too mm-hmm. and all you need to realize is like ceviche and like what's another cold cooking thing a salad salad yep you know that's an easy one They're i'm very trying easy. to think of like another fun one uh fermentation fermentation room temperature that, that breaks down yep. cell walls mm-hmm. so does cooking yep. right like when you yeah. cook it uh something juicy all the juice comes out yep. and it gets soaked back in so. boom there yeah. you go the starch Myth thing is a bad busted. thing too um yeah you don't want that to happen but like True. when we're at the restaurant we do sometimes um i try to like keep up by i'll have like one when I get a chance, I'll cook like an extra order and then keep it on the side, cool down. Mm. And if all of a sudden we just get slapped silly. Boom. I have, there's enough starch in my pasta pot that I can pull yeah. it back out. Yeah. Pasta water always but has that home, good starch stuff. When you're cooking what? Enough for four people. Like I always say, take the time to meditate while you cook. Clear your mind. Yeah. Enjoy it. You're doing. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. Take your time. Open up you some wine. You it. Let yeah. it bring you joy while you make it. Little things in life, folks. That's how it is. Tell the people what they need to hear. Uh, drink your water. Uh, be kind to others. There's so many ways to do that. Oh, sharing so many, so many. with your words. Talk. Sharing your resources, mm-hmm. you know, which is probably something that's going to be more and more real in the yes. immediate future. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. What else do I usually say? Oh. Definitely drink that water. Oof, fucking it's hot. Try not to waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Be mindful. Be appreciative of having fucking waterfall. Yes, very true. Food Junkie Radio, episode 32, Polo. Always a pleasure. Thank you, brother.